everyone. Welcome to Central American Voices Podcast. I'm your host, Alejandra Quiroz. Gracias por sintonizarnos una vez más. So today we are with Oscar. Oscar is the co-founder of the nonprofit organization Desde Chiquitos and the co-author of the children's book Maribel Plans a party or in Spanish Maribel y la fiesta de Paco. Thank you so much Oscar for being with us today. Um you know thank you for reaching out and I'm so excited to talk a little bit about you know the chiquitos and about the book and on the whole you know mission that you have. Yeah, sí. Uh, gracias Alejandra, gracias por tenerme en en tu podcast y mm -hmm. y por invitar a desde chiquitos también y por tenernos acá. So, uh thank you so much. Uh, we're really excited to share all that information and to be able to um, go over with this uh, podcast and try to try to get some information from you as well and learn. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all a learning experience for us as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely, mm -hmm. definitely. And I know you shared um, that you grew up in Guatemala, right? Yes, yes. In so Guatemala. I, uh, okay. uh -huh. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I uh, so, how was your experience? So, how mm -hmm. was your experience a little bit growing up over there in Guatemala? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in the second largest city of the country. Uh, its name is Quetzaltenango. Um, it's um, and, I, and then I moved here to Auckland when I was 26 years old. So okay. yes, I did all my studies and everything back in Guatemala. Um, it's very, um, I would say, it was very eye-opening living in Guatemala growing up over there, especially in the in that such a large city. There's a lot of schools. Uh, there's a university. Um, a lot of areas where you can develop yourself um, in in a city environment, um, mm -hmm. even though it's Guatemala and Guatemala has a lot of rural areas. Areas, um, and what I say it's very interesting because oh, once you go thirty minutes out of the of the city, then you get to the actual rural areas where sometimes there's no access to a lot of things. Um, that was one of the things that it was very impactful growing up, knowing that. I had access and the, the privilege of having all that, all those things near my uh, my school, near my my house, and being able to technically just walk to a school or walk to the there's a small library that only has like a few books, but at least mm -hmm. there's a library there, right? So um, yeah, it, it was uh, it was it was something something also eye opening to be able to understand eventually when I grew up a girl a little bit uh, older probably around uh, high school finishing high school we call it secundaria mm -hmm. um and over there i was able to see how uh privileged i was by having growing up in that city by being able to um have access to school my mm -hmm. thankfully my parents went to school as well before um before me of course and mm -hmm. um and i grew up then in a middle class family which, mm -hmm. like I said, it's a privilege to to have because I was able to go to school, didn't have to work to actually afford anything for myself. Uh, my mm -hmm. parents were able to provide that. And um, as I went to university and saw the, the disparity that there is between the rural areas, between even in the city, some people that don't have access to anything, um, mm -hmm. then that's when I started thinking about, okay, what can we do to improve some situations? So. Um, and then moving here, it was a, a complete change of environment, a, a cultural shock that I received when mm -hmm. I came here. And then for once, uh, we, we love to talk about books, right? So we, mm -hmm. we saw book prices here that they're actually affordable and everybody pretty much has access to, to a book. 
then mm -hmm. that was something super shocking for me when when I ended up moving here and then also seeing how the structures are so different from mm -hmm. from Guatemala. Yeah. And then so you moved from Guatemala to Oakland, right? At yes. the age of 26, you said? Yes. But o Oakland has a lot of Guatemalan um, community, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a, a big Guatemalan community. However, uh, when I moved here is because I, what's, when I got married to my wife, Kimberly, mm -hmm. she is from, she's from here. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, she's from Mendocino County. And um, so just she was going to school that's one of the reasons why we moved to Oakland she was going to what was Mills mm -hmm. College then um and I did not have that much contact with the Latino community at the beginning mm. because I didn't know anything I didn't know where, where they were or where the areas were and all that uh so mm -hmm. yeah it, it was very very interesting uh, yeah kind of like find around <laughs> yeah find around like where, where are the what all the restaurants are <laughs> where are the people at so, yeah right yeah because yeah. i think i was with i was the last time i visited oakland was uh, in 2020 before the lockdown and mm -hmm. I, um it was because of the documentary and i got to visit a lot of um oakland places that they have a lot of watermelon you know mm -hmm. uh, community and i got to like know a lot of uh you know the man air the man community of Guatemala mm -hmm. um so yeah. I was like wow like you know you're Guatemala moving to Oakland I just like you know but of course you know coming out of, out of you know coming from Guatemala you don't know where to find each other it's kind of like you know I feel like every immigrant kind of face that you know once you yes. move to a place you're like oh, okay so how how can I navigate this area and until mm -hmm. you're like living you know day by day you're kind of like oh okay I kind of know where it's like my Guatemalan restaurant you know you know what I mean <laughs> yes yes definitely no and 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 I think that's very important and, and very helpful when you are immigrating to another country and and you have some ties already at that country so let's say people who come from Guatemala and they have family members here Mm -hmm. that are already living here then they will show them around and tell them like okay this is we're going to take you to meet my friend and then this person is also from Guatemala mm -hmm. this person is from another country is from Honduras or Salvador and they can give you some tips about uh, like what you can do which stores you can go to um mm -hmm. of course I miss my frijoles ducal and mm -hmm. <laughs> all that kind of food that at the mm -hmm. beginning I didn't know where to find because if you don't have anybody to show you around it's it's really tough Really yeah to get to know yeah that, so. mm -hmm. definitely and then um for sorry I, I don't know if i missed but well what do you study over there in the university of oh, Guatemala? Yes. um yes uh business administration uh, okay well, yeah. okay mm -hmm. that's okay well, that's yeah. like wait i kind of forgot what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you oh I, so I you went you went to school mm -hmm. over there in guatemala and then you moved here oh that's great <laughs> yes and um and actually in auckland i was only for a couple of years and after that, we moved to North Carolina. So that was another change trying to find things out. Is we, when we moved there, my wife and I moved there, we, we had no family. We moved for school. So, uh. so yes, like same thing again. Just like, okay, let's try to find out again. Where, where is my Latinx population? And where am I going <laughs> to find like the foods that I want and learn about all these things? So, yeah. yeah. And then right now you're located in North Carolina? No, right now we are in, in San Jose. Oh, San Jose. We, okay. Yes, so now we came back to the Bay Area. Yes. <laughs> no, we, we really miss the, the Bay Area. Uh, there's there's so much here. So so many things that are that are so nice over here. We really 
missed it, so we decided to move back. Okay, yeah, the Bay yeah. Area is nice. <laughs> oh, yes, it's lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, Desde Chiquitos. I know this is a nonprofit you created. Um, so mm-hmm. how does the idea of Desde Chiquitos started? Did it start back in Guatemala when you were going to school? And I have mm-hmm. you shared, like, you know, you were kind of, like, seeing kind of the lack of resources yeah. on education um, in Guatemala. And so how did the idea of creating Desde Chiquitos started? Yes, uh, thank you. So the the initial idea, it did start, it kind of was born in Guatemala while my wife and I were living there. Uh, she's, mm-hmm. she's from here, and if I mentioned, she's uh, yeah. Caucasian. So she moved over there. Um, she always had had that drive to try to help communities and and um, people that, that need to, to get, to, to receive support. So... Mm-hmm. While we were going over there, while we were living over there, growing up, like I mentioned, I noticed I was able to, I was very aware of the disparity of education and access to education that there is in, in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always wanted to do something like that. When I met her, then we kind of click on the same ideas. And then we started thinking, what can we do? And how can we make something that could help education of some sort or make mm-hmm. a little, give a little drop of help? To, mm-hmm. to do something for the community. Um, but of course, it's hard when you're still trying to get your life figured out. So I had just finished co- uh, university, trying to find a job and mm-hmm. moved here, starting from zero pretty much mm-hmm. here again. Um, and it was not until now when we were able to start being able to come up with some ideas of what we could do. Uh, so there's the Chiquitos, the, when we translated to, to English, Desde means from, and Chiquitos, mm-hmm. of course, you know, as you know, it's like from little, um, mm-hmm. which it will translate. We were thinking about these two um, notations so that when you're a kid, from from being a kid, that's when you start learning and start developing certain things. So mm-hmm. that's where we decided for the name. And also our organization, uh, it's that's the idea that we have also like from little steps, we want to start growing and try to make, uh, try to help some communities. Mm-hmm. So that's when we came, come up, came up with the idea of, okay, let's create something that we can um, provide something to certain communities or certain groups, um, even if it's little by little. Mm-hmm. Um, so the organization, the point of the organization is that we can uh, donate books to communities in, in need over there, or mm-hmm. not necessarily communities, but kids that don't have access to any books. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that where the idea came from is because, like I mentioned, growing up, uh, being in a, being in Guatemala, if you want to buy a book, they're very expensive. Um, even though I had the opportunity, I had the privilege of growing up in a family that didn't, I didn't have to work to go to school. But mm-hmm. even at school, if I needed a book, if I needed something, I needed to make photocopies of the book because it was mm-hmm. way cheaper than having, than being able to afford any type mm-hmm. of books. So just that, coming up from that idea, having that, experience uh give us the idea of like okay if we are able to create a book provide it to kids uh the kids will for one uh have that sense of i'm owning something and mm-hmm. and i'm able to see it every time i need to um mm-hmm. we also believe that imagination is developed from when you're a kid and from reading from uh providing some sort of um activities that they can do um mm-hmm. with books so that's one of the things that we want to do. You you have imagination, you earn also you or you uh, build 
some confidence for yourself. And mm -hmm. it helps you in the end uh, to be able to understand other things overall. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people in Guatemala, they, they are swayed in, for example, political matters because, matters because they don't mm -hmm. know um, the ins and outs of the political world mm -hmm. for one or they don't have access to information. And we believe that literacy and, and reading, it's something that will help that mm -hmm. um, at some of some sort. So that's why we decided to create the organization, the Chiquitos, um, mm -hmm. and being able to, so the idea is being able to have, to donate books to kids. So for every book that we're able to sell here, the earnings that we have from that book are being sent to, to books that we're donating over there. And thankfully right now we, we have been able to donate several books to different areas, some mm -hmm. orphan groups. We're working with certain, um, organizations also over there that are able to distribute some of those. And mm -hmm. so we're hoping to continue growing as we, as we continue yeah. the, this work. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love the name that's <laughs> a Chiquitos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think when I, when you know when you approached me and like I started reading more about it, one thing that I love is, you know, focusing on the kids. Um, mm -hmm. just because, you know, I feel like nowadays with like technology and everything I know, like it's easy to, you know, kind of like kids and I know like technology is not something that mm -hmm. is so like accessible in Central yeah. America, in this case Guatemala. Mm -hmm. But as you said, like, I remember when I was a kid and like seeing when I would visit my family's town mm -hmm. and like kids getting excited with the book. Right. Because yeah. it's something mm -hmm. that, you know, like, as you said, it's something that they feel like they own. Right. Mm -hmm. It's something oh, yes. I can own something. Right. Yes. And it's like mm -hmm. the stories that are presented through books and like, you know, I, I don't know, like. You could, you could name it, right? It's, it develops imagination and develops them yes. wanting mm -hmm. to be or like study something outside of what yes. we mm -hmm. we kind of like think there's a limit, right? And I right. tend to mm -hmm. say this in, you know, in, in, in Central America when I was living over there. Um, <clears throat> yes, I grew up in the city, but then I felt like my aspirations of what I wanted to study in life had a limit because like I couldn't go past mm -hmm. something right yeah. like for example I couldn't study being a filmmaker because there's no film school over there <laughs> I couldn't study like to be an astronaut mm -hmm. because there's no you know NASA over no, there NASA. you know what I mean <laughs> yes. mm -hmm. but uh but I know yes. that mm -hmm. by having stories like like, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about the story that about the book that you have right now, but like having different stories that can make like kids imagine it and like be like, oh my God, I want to be, I don't know, fighter fighter. I want to be like, you know, astronaut, I want to be, mm -hmm. you name it. Or like just sim simple as, you know, going to a party or like things like that. I know that it kind of takes them out of this. It, it kind of, oh, I don't know what is the word, but yeah. but at the same mm -hmm. time to kind of like search more for that Different, type yeah. of literacy, right? Or like, yeah, it, mm -hmm. yeah I don't know if that of, makes sense. <laughs> no, definitely. Yes. There's this sort of monotony that you create by only having access to and only seeing the same things over and over again, mm -hmm. where you start believing that that's the, like you say, that's the limit, right? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. I can only be... Um, an accountant, I can only be a store owner, or I can only be, and then you just limit yourself to certain things. Mm -hmm. uh, but when you start being exposed to other other things, you really expand your worldview of what mm -hmm. are, what are some of the things that as a kid you can do. And kids' mm -hmm. imagination 
it's one of the things that I believe it's the most amazing thing, right? You, they can imagine everything and they can propose themselves to be anything that they want. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have access to, to know what are the limit, uh, what are the limitless opportunities, then they will mm-hmm. never know. They will always be thinking of, Oh, I can only do so much or, or not knowing mm-hmm. what, what's out there as well. So, yeah. Yes, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It's, yeah, it's, and also mm-hmm. like in Central America, and um, I, I'm sure like it happens in Guatemala as well. Is there's a lot of like kid like uh, kids labor, right? Mm-hmm. Like it happens, yeah. you know, like in in las cafetales and mm-hmm. la, you know plants, and it's like yeah. it's so mm-hmm. sad, right? Because sometimes yeah. kids needs to decide whether to go to school or work. And it's something that yes. I personally like. It breaks my heart every time I see a kid at work. It's like it just breaks my heart. It's yes. and like it's like wow. Like what can we do for this kid? Can like no like how can we support that? Because of course, like mm-hmm. it's something that is, um, it's a need, right? Like the family yeah. needs a need, mm-hmm. and like you know, there's right. a uh, of course there's a different like layers of like need of like you know family, it's house, food, and everything right. that it that force the kid to kind of not go to school and like rather decide to work right mm-hmm. um but then it's like but what if we think you know like if we invest a little bit like you said un libro un cuaderno mm-hmm. or something i'm yeah. sure that kid will desire more to go to school right like yes. rather mm-hmm. than go to work i understand like you know there's mm-hmm. a lot of of course financial barriers for that but it's just yeah. like i it's i don't know like it's for me seeing a kid at work is like it breaks my heart so like yeah. i it's every time that i'm i seeing this kid i'm like oh my god what if the person like what if the kids had access to like books right what if that kid Correct. had access mm-hmm. to like hey don't worry you know through this program in school like i don't know we might be able to support your family but you continue to go to school or what if the hours of school were different you know like just simple things like mm-hmm. that right i feel like like you said you know investing and giving the kid opportunity to yes. kind of like no no pensar, but it's like putting a little bit of effort of like having this kid to imagine it a, a, a life imagine something beyond what their limit that this society this country have implemented us i think that is yes. completely amazing <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. And, and that's one of the hardest things I think to, to overcome that. Yes, definitely child labor is a big problem in Guatemala. And like I said, it's, it's a way deeper than just, um, mm-hmm. the government wanted to say like, okay, yeah, all kids should go to school and it's free. Uh, because mm-hmm. you, the families, they do need that support from the kids to be able to survive because they're living day by day on mm-hmm. the work that they're doing. However, I, I do believe that we little by little could make a little bit of a difference or some difference by providing access to certain things. And mm-hmm. eventually the kids, if they can, uh, there's going to be some opportunities that will come, but they will know how to, that there are opportunities and they will know that they might take advantage of those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and our organization, like I said, we want to help like one drop at a time, even if, it's, mm-hmm. if if that doesn't seem like a lot, but to us, it's that's the goal that we have. Try to help little by little. Maybe we can help one kid out of a community to start developing these skills and mm-hmm. being able to move forward. But to us, would be at least one person that before maybe didn't have that access, right, or or that opportunity, and and that's just something that we eventually want to 
multiply um, yeah. as we go. So that, that is the goal that we have. But yeah, you are completely right. There's so many things that we would like to change um, mm -hmm. or that need, need to be changed for kids to have access to, to education. If we look at statistics, I mean, uh, there's nine out of 10 schools in the rural area of Guatemala. They have no books at all. So, so just mm -hmm. thinking about that, it's not just the, the, the access to education, but the quality of education mm -hmm. that the kids may have as well, right? Um, 90% of the, of the schools in Guatemala, they, oh, other, yeah, the kids that go to school in Guatemala, they end up not finishing, um, elementary school. So it, it's very tough because some of that part of it is how the system has been created to mm -hmm. limit the access to, to school. And, mm -hmm. and some of that, I mean, we could go deeper into that. Some of that could be how it was created intentionally by how the society was brought from, mm -hmm. you know, like when, when the country was conquered and all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, and how all those paths were cut from the beginning, but also now how the system is built that does not allow that, that development. So yeah. thinking of that, thinking of how we can make a little bit of a difference, thinking how we can uh, provide some support is where, where we came up with the idea and decided to, okay, if there's a little bit that we can do, let's put our hands to work and see how we can support, support the kids. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully those kids that, like I said, they have the opportunity to, to get the book and, and gain a little bit of uh, confidence and thinking like, yes, like if I can own a book, I can learn a little bit more and go mm -hmm. forward with their, uh, with, with their dreams. Then mm -hmm. that's, that's the goal. That's the idea that we have. Yeah. And I love it because I, I am a true believer, like, you know, kind of taking baby steps. And as you said, like, you know, as long as you like one kid have access to that, like that's a huge difference. So, you know, like, mm -hmm. pasito de bebe, but still <laughs> like, but it says that the chiquitos, it's the chiquitos. All. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So now I wanted to talk a little bit about your book, uh, which is Many Red Plants, mm -hmm. a party. Um, mm -hmm. Plants a party, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. And then, uh, so in Espanol, es como la fiesta de Maribel y la fiesta de Paco, right? So yeah. what is the book about and how does the idea of writing it for kids came about? Like how was, because I know that like it's different to writing a story for like, you know, a story about writing a story for kids, right? Yeah. So how did this, like what was, what is the book about in a little bit? Uh -huh. And then like, how can like give me an idea to write it for kids? Yeah, so the... Book, the whole thing is how uh, Maribel has her, it's her best friend. Paco is her <laughs> best friend. Uh, Pisot is a Coati. They're, mm -hmm. um, they're local from Central America. So if you are around Central America, you'll see them. Uh, hopefully you've seen one of those or you know what they look like. <laughs> if you haven't, uh, I will describe it like a, it's like a, like a raccoon with mm. a really long nose, kind of. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're, they're really pretty and they're also a little mischievous, but that's, uh, Maribel's, <laughs> that's Maribel's, uh, best friend. Um, that's the, that's the premises of the book, of the book. Um, it's Paco's birthday and she's trying to plan something for him, but along the way, she finds some challenges and, and the whole book overall, the whole idea of the book is how she, overcomes it by getting help from other friends, by having ideas, by doing things uh, on her own. So mm -hmm. that's basically what the book is about. And we wanted to make a, a book for kids um, 
that has two things. And this is one thing that we, we were, as we were creating the book, we were thinking mm-hmm. one, that it could be a mirror for the kids in Guatemala, where they can see they have, uh, we have characters that are from, uh, from Guatemala. Uh, that look like the kids that we look in Guatemala, looks like the kids look in Guatemala, that do things that kids do in Guatemala. So you can mirror yourself and then think like, okay, so this is not just a book about um, another another mm-hmm. country, but this is a book about ours, our area, about like, it could be, this could be in my backyard, right? This could mm-hmm. be happening to me. This could be happening to, to one of my friends. Um, so that will, that will also encourage kids to, like I said, to the, for their imagination and to, want to grow on different things. So that's one of the ideas that we had for the book. And the second one to, for the book to be also a window for people. We're trying to promote the book here in the United States, mm-hmm. um, primarily. So, um, as we, as other people that probably they don't know about Guatemala, no, they don't know much or they don't know anything about Guatemala that they can see how life is in Guatemala and then how mm-hmm. we reflect it in a happy way and in a mm-hmm. way that kids, how kids see the country and how how is what like to to show the beauty of of the area as well mm-hmm. um more often when you hear about central american countries when you hear about guatemala a lot of things that you hear are are just the sad stories right like sad stories how like people mm-hmm. can't overcome certain things and and yes those are important uh but when we're talking about kids i think it's also important to show um how life could be happy like how kids mm-hmm. actually see life right Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, it, everything is a learning experience. Everything is just something where they are growing, uh, that is happiness, that there's going to be some challenges really tough for them, that everything seems like their world is going to crumble, but at the same, friends come over, they help them. Um, and mm-hmm. if they kids see themselves reflected in that, uh, we believe that it's going to be something where they can say like, Oh, like I said, this could happen to me. This, this could be me mm-hmm. or this could be my friend, like the next door kid. Um, mm-hmm. and, for people that are not from Guatemala to see also that, okay, so there's also happy, happiness in the country, mm-hmm. right? There's also like all this beauty, uh, out there as well. Um, that's how we came up with the idea. Um, uh, oh, oh, that's what the, what the book is about. One of the reasons we came up with the idea is, uh, uh we have a daughter. She's almost four years old. Aww. And <laughs> as we, uh, yeah, she's such a cutie. Um, as, <laughs> I'm a little biased about that as well. Um, as, <laughs> as, as uh, she started growing up, we, uh, like I said, she's, she's lived here her whole life, of course, but, um, we always have books at home and had books at home. And then the access, like how easily you can access books here that a book is, it's relatively cheap to a lot mm-hmm. of things. Right. Um, and that was one of the things where we saw her also enacting some of the things she saw in the books, uh, talking about it at night or just playing, um, things that she heard from the book so that she saw the images on the book. Then we started thinking like, okay, this is what we could do um, to support kids or to bring up to kids to Guatemala. So having a free book um, that we're able to provide to a kid, um, like I said, we, it might not be a lot, but at least it will bring that little bit of joy. And that's when we thought like, let's make something that we, that a, a kid can have and that probably never had had the chance to do it or, wouldn't have had the chance to to get it um, otherwise and try to provide that little bit of the same experience that our daughter had. Um, just mm-hmm. seeing the, her reaction to to the to the books while we were reading them reading them here for her, mm-hmm. um, it was something that just lightened up our lives. Just seeing mm-hmm. how, like I said, 
she wanted to reenact things. She like talked about it in the like in the next day. Like, oh, like remember when we did this? Like we read all that. Um, mm-hmm. So just seeing that makes us made us think of let's do something for kids that are able to have something similar as well at home. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. And uh, you know, Rosica, um, that is true when we talk about you know representation as well. Like, because mm-hmm. we often talk about like representation in media and like all the stuff, but also like what about like in, in like books, right? Representation mm-hmm. and for kids, right? Like. Kids want to see themselves. See, kids want to be like, oh, I right. can do yeah. that too. Or like, this can be, you know, say, como dijiste, el vecino, este puede ser mi amigo, <laughs> yes. or, you know, and animals that you're related, you know, the, yes. the mm-hmm. like, or like palabras that you understand that are like colloquial, you know, local yes. yeah. words, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I feel like those type of like, books are so important for kids like not only for kids growing up in guatemala but also like you said like your daughter right or even mm-hmm. like family from guatemala who are from here that want to introduce yes. a little bit mm-hmm. of poquito de guatemala to their kids right and i often say like i because uh, i have seen a lot of like little books i like i don't know that this um what is this book i forgot but it's something about this little uh it was about this kid kind of like exploring Tegucigalpa. So I'm from Tegucigalpa. Right? Oh, okay. uh-huh. uh, yeah. And I think I saw, I don't know where I saw it, but I remember seeing it because I think I was looking oh, for a book it. for it to kind of purchase to my friend. Um, and I saw it and I was like, okay, if I ever have a kid, I would love to purchase <laughs> that. Because right? yes. it's like, you know, kind of how could you introduce a kid to like your cultural idea to understand. And for kids over there uh-huh. in Guatemala, kind of like what, can they feel more represented? How can they get more excited? Oh my God, like, you know, that's the Paco, right? Like, yes. I, yes. you know, I have, and then if they see the animal in person, it's like, that's Paco. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is in Paco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so I feel like it's so important for kids to have that connection, not only for like representation of like seeing themselves, but mm-hmm. also that it can, it is, it doesn't feel like, too far away does that make sense like sometimes yes. we get books that mm-hmm. like oh my god like yes. I mm-hmm. does not even look like my house does not even look like the bus that <laughs> yes. i ride you know that doesn't yes, look correct. like mm-hmm. you know so it's something that at least it, it creates this creativity and like like you mm-hmm. said kids have a huge creativity and like the language that they talk you know sometimes like it's based from what they um mm-hmm. you know the books, the the toys and everything. So I think that that is so like, you know, amazing that you got to create this book and that your co-author is, is, is that yes. was with your wife. Hey, I know we don't like ads, but before we continue with the episode, I wanted to tell you that if you like our content, it would mean a lot if you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow us on the rest of our social media platform. And now let's continue with the episode. Yeah, yes, my wife and I uh, came up with this story. Uh, we take with it, moved it here now. And so things that we wanted to, to do. Uh, we both had the idea of like, okay, so what is going to be the next thing that, that we're going to do or or how are we going to write this next sentence? What's going to happen to to Maribel in this, um, in this mm-hmm. aspect and everything? So, so yeah, so my wife and I created, created the book. Um, the art is from, from an artist. Her name is Anne Magretten. Um, mm-hmm. She was so great that she was able to donate her, her art for the, for the book. Mm-hmm. If you've seen the images, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just beautiful how the drawings are made and, 
and the colors. It's uh, she lived in in Guatemala as well for mm-hmm. a little bit, and that's where she also she got some idea. I was like, okay, we can add this to the images or make it look this way and and so on. And yes, it's yeah. Thankfully, we and we've had that that support as well from this artist. And and yes, my wife, um, we're um, we were working on that on this book right now. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I, I think yes. I saw mm-hmm. like a, a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of like La Portada, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks yeah. so colorful. And that, was, that <laughs> yeah. was one of the questions that I have right now. I was like, wait, who did that? <laughs> That's yes, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, another question that I had, it was kind of, mm-hmm. the what was the response? You said that you have already like donated some over there yeah. in Guatemala and then taking mm-hmm. some to like kids over there. And then, you know, also um, you said that, by a person who purchased here like it, it kind of like helps you guys take books to Guatemala right yes yes so um I'll start with that so for every book that we sell here mm-hmm. in the United States then one book is donated to a kid back okay. in Guatemala so, okay. so it's like all, one book also, for one day one book okay. for one book yes okay. one for one but we're also accepting donations so mm-hmm. we've had some people that have made some donations and then from there then we can buy we're able to purchase the books and bring them um, back to Guatemala. One, one of the projects that, that we have, and I, I'll go back to the original question, but mm-hmm. um, it's we want to start producing the books in Guatemala and support a local um, local company mm-hmm. over there as well. Uh, right now, we're still on the process of, of getting to that point because right now we're only creating them over here. Then we have to bring them back to, to Guatemala. Um, mm-hmm. The response that we have received from from kids or from just in general community, mm-hmm. uh, we like I mentioned, we're working with some we're working with some organizations that are helping us distribute the books and um, to see the faces on on the kids when they first get the book. Um, it's it's really nice. It's it's so beautiful <laughs> to see how they react to it because they see the first the colorful things and like I mentioned, they see a kid um, and, and when you see the the image of the book. Um, the first thing that you see on the, on the cover, it's a little girl and, mm-hmm. and the, the girl is not, um, I would say this, uh, this is something that I grew up with, always seeing everything has to do with media and every commercial, everything like that. People are always, they're, they're Caucasian. Uh, mm-hmm. this kid on the, on the cover of the book is a, is a brown kid. So mm-hmm. you see the kids and then you see the, the, the eyes of like, okay, this is like, a, it's a, it's another kid. Like, like I said, just a kid, just like me. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we give it to, to a kid and, and then the kid wanted to give it back to us when they finished reviewing it. And when the, when they were doing that, we told the kids like, no, 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 like this is, this is your book now. Like you can take it home. You can read it however, however, how many times you want. You can read it to whoever you want. Just it's for you. Uh, and the the look on this kid's face it was just priceless to see like it, um we were talking about like when you own something how you react to things how you feel that little bit of pride of saying like yes this is my book i can do pretty much whatever i want with it or i can make any changes i can read it however i want or um mm-hmm. take it home show it to your your other like, siblings or to your parents that's fine. And the kid's face, just to see that reaction, it was, it was so incredible. Um, and the disbelief that the kid had, like, oh, like, this is, this is mine. And, and that moment of seeing the reaction of the kid, it just reinforced the idea of like, okay, yeah, the, as a kid, you do want to have these kind of experiences. You do want to be able to, um, 
to have access to these things and to be able to say this, to have something and say, this is mine. Right. And whenever mm-hmm. I hope that whenever she wants to look at, ba- look at it back again, you just open the book and see it. Even if it's just a couple pages, read a couple phrases, but something that for the kids to know, for the kids to know that they have access to it all the time. Um, the, the other delivery of the books, uh, we did it through other organizations. Um, mm-hmm. and they were two different, different groups, different kids. And same thing, they were telling us like, oh, the kids are like super excited that they're getting it. Um, they are, they're really, they're really happy that they're able to, to have a book in their hands and then take it home as well. So that's uh, some of the, I, I mean, it's really, uh, reassuring to get that experience from the kids and to get the experience also, uh, get that, uh, that response also from the people who are helping us through those organizations, because then they are also very excited. They're like, okay, when is the next batch of books coming? Because we, there are other kids that, that mm-hmm. also want that. And of course, I mean, we, we, we wish we could give the, all the books in the world, <laughs> but we have to go <laughs> little by little. And, but yeah, so it's, it's a really good response. Um, uh, even, I would say even probably even better than we, what we expected. Um, we also saw, uh, a response from other people from just in Guatemala. They were like, oh, where, where can I get this book? Where can I buy it to my kid? Or where can I buy it? And then where can I like, start making donations and, and everything mm-hmm. um, for that just directly there in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. So that was a really, really nice response. And then just to see also how people want and they people want to support uh, these kind mm-hmm. of causes, these kind of organizations, um, it, it, was, it was very refreshing refreshing to leave that and to see it as well yeah definitely and i think that you know kind of going back to uh what you said about the kid giving back the book i think that um it's like you said is having the kid que se sienta que like it owns something right and (laughs) a little bit of like the school system over there is that sometimes there's books in the school that Mm -hmm. then they just have access to read it but they have to give it back right because yes Mm -hmm. it's not sadly you know it's not like the school can provide for every kid or like sometimes they have to share a book you know and as you said you you share a stat about how many schools in Guatemala might not have books no, right have books. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. photocopies most likely it's just you know, like, you know <laughs> yeah. and, and, th- and that is the that. areas where people can make photocopies right They're like so when mm-hmm. they have access to those things there's other areas more rural areas where like I said, there's probably not books at all, or there's mm-hmm. one book for the whole class, so the the kids only get to see it from the teacher's hand <laughs> holding it, mm-hmm. um, and they don't even get to take anything home, or or they don't even get to actually hold it themselves. So, yeah. Um, yeah. One of the one of the things that I mean, education is so important at at so many levels, yeah. and um, sometimes we don't even think of what is the impact that it could have in a kid's life. Or mm-hmm. how it could affect a kid's life overall, and, and their perspective of the things that they will like to will will want to do. Um, mm-hmm. So it it is yeah it, it is one of those things where if you are able to provide a little bit of support of some sort, and in this case would be to be able to provide that access to something that they didn't have before, a little book. Um, mm-hmm. even if it's, you may think it's just a kid's book, but it hopefully will have an impact on, on some lives. Yeah, 
Definitely. And I'm glad that, you know, kids are having, you know, access to the book and have this response. And also for people that are able to help, you know, your mission are, are able to, you know, donate or purchase the book that they mm -hmm. can, you know, like I said, provide a kid with a book. Um, my one of the questions that I wanted to ask before we kind of like close a little bit mm -hmm. is like, are you planning to write any more books or how does, you know, but any features you have for Desde Chiquitos as of right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, my wife and I, we are in the process of, um, of publishing. We're going to publish another book pretty soon. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, it's already written down. We just have to create a... Uh, we're going to ask again this artist, Anne, um, to mm -hmm. create art again. And then we're going to be able to publish it. So, yes, we do have another project coming, coming in. Um, another thing that's very exciting is... So, we have the, the book in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And if you're here, you can purchase it in English or Spanish. And um, over there mm -hmm. in Guatemala, we want to distribute it in Spanish, of course. But mm -hmm. um, we are also working with a group of people that are going to help us translate it to Mayan languages. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's uh, right now, there's a lot of things that are thankfully changing in the country overall. And one of the things is before there was so much oppression against Mayan culture and so much that the language and uh, the language and some things, cultural things were being lost. And mm -hmm. thankfully now they're kind of coming back. They're bringing it back and making an emphasis into showing the importance of keeping that culture, keeping those languages, keeping all that richness that makes the country or makes Guatemala such a beautiful mm -hmm. country as it is. Um, so like I said, thankfully we have that. So there are schools now actually that they're teaching in, in different languages, so Mam, Kiche, Atsutu Hill. Um, th there's a bunch of different languages, 20, 20 different Mayan languages. Mm -hmm. But we want to, um, so what we, one of the projects we have is this book, uh, Maribeli, La Fiesta de Paco. We want to mm -hmm. translate it to uh, one mm -hmm. of the Mayan languages uh, or a couple of Mayan languages that way we can distribute it and the kids will, for one, just have access to a book that talks about a kid that's from Guatemala with Guatemalan experiences, but also that's in the language that, mm -hmm. that they speak, that, that their family and, and that by generations they've had. So that's one of the goals that we have as well as one of the projects. Uh, the other project, like I mentioned, we do have this next book coming, uh, coming pretty soon as well. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we get it done soon. There's always like, the editing and all that stuff that mm -hmm. we have to finish, but it's, it's literally coming very, very soon. Or, yeah. or we're really excited about that so. <laughs> yes and i'm excited and i think that was one of my questions that i was going to add um about mm -hmm. question about like if you had another book if this book would have the option to have it like in another language in this case you know ma'am you know what i mean yes. uh, because mm -hmm. as we know guatemala like there's 20 something languages spoken in the beautiful country okay. and the spanish is just one of them right yes. um mm -hmm. and then as you said you know a lot of people that have access to school, you know, not all of them speak Spanish, right? right. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the kids that have sadly the less, you know, access to books yeah. because it's not in their language. Uh, so I'm excited to have those, you know, accessible for the kids of Guatemala. I'm excited that you're working on another book. Um, so 
you know, thank you for sharing that. Uh, before we close, I thank just you. wanted to give you a little bit of uh, space to share where mm -hmm. they can find La Fiesta de Paco. Maribel La Fiesta, <laughs> you know, I think I'm confusing the name, but you know, the book, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, the book, how they can support the, the Chiquitos, how they can mm -hmm. find once the other book is, is live, you know, mm -hmm. and able to, for, for here in the United States, so for everyone, eh, as everyone, eh, what Oscar is going to share, you know, it's going to be in the description box, so to go support, so yeah. I'm yes. going to give you the space. <laughs> Hello, thank, thank you, Alejandra. So, yes, um, we are, so we have our page website. It's desdechiquitos.org. And through the website, you're able to see um, our mission, vision, the things that we want to do overall. At the bottom of the page, you will also find the book. Um, it will direct you to, we're distributing it right now through blurb.com. Um, mm -hmm. So it will direct you to there, and then you can choose either the Spanish or the English version of it and like we mentioned for every book that you purchase one book will be mm -hmm. donated in to a guatemalan kid um but also we are accepting donations uh, because that will mm -hmm. also make it just more streamlined as well to to be able to provide those books to kids so we can we have those two options so you can either purchase the book um and there you will see the next book that we're publishing as well to mm -hmm. that to that link you'll be able to see so there's a chiquitos.org uh please mm -hmm. visit it uh one thing i will ask for our listeners is if you can also give like to our pages uh there's the chiquitos um instagram and facebook uh that would be great because the more we expose the project uh, the better results we will have so thank you and alejandra thank you so much for having us today and for inviting the chiquitos and and talk about this project as well that we're very excited and it's it's yeah. very important yeah i really appreciate that no thank you thank you you know for um reaching out you know oscar reached out to me as a dm because i i didn't know about the desde chiquito so i was so excited once i read about it and of course you know it's an honor to have you here to talk about this um you know mission about the organization and as oscar said um you can go and purchase the book in spanish or english right Yes. Spanish or English, yeah. Spanish. And then, yeah. or mm -hmm. make a donation. So, and then all the social media for this, the Chiquitos, I'm going to link them below. I'm just going to get, I'm going to try to get the link. <laughs> that okay. way I can have them access, that way they can go straight from the notes. And yeah, support, uh, there's a Chiquito, support the book and support, you know, Oscar mission to provide books for, you know, to kids in Guatemala. So, you know, thank you. Thank you. It was honestly a pleasure to have you here. No, the pleasure was was ours and with mine. Thank you. And thank you to Central American Voices. Such an important podcast and beautiful, beautiful podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Before I say hasta luego or onto our next episode, if you like our content and would like to support my work, you can join our Patreon or donate through our website. Also, don't forget that year-round we're accepting donations for our Voices Scholarship. All the information is always in the description box. And also, don't forget to come back for our next episode.